0: never made it as a wise man i couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing tired of living like a blind man i'm sick of sight without a sense of feeling and this is how you remind me hello everybody and welcome to a lost episode of the spore the warning podcast where we reviewed the death of dick long i'm christopher schnazy and i'm steven miller and if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a streaming platform new you. Uh, this week, things are going to be a little bit different. Um, the Death of Dick Long is a film that Steven and I caught at the SF Film Festival in early 2019. Um, yeah, I believe...
1: It was one year and one month ago, I believe. April 12th. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs>
0: uh, so a very timely review. Um, yeah. I believe that the film got an actual release sometime in September, and came out on DVD in December. Um, yep. So, so once again, still timely. However, <laughs> one fortuitous thing: uh, the filmmakers released an audio commentary last week, which was added to the iTunes purchase, and they also put it up, you know, via a link in Twitter. Uh, probably on SoundCloud or something, where anybody could download it and kind of go back and revisit that film. So, technically, we found a window (laughs) for releasing this episode.
1: We did it. I mean, this is easily the longest gap ever between viewing a movie and kind of talking about a movie, even just recording this intro, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is not the only lost episode we have done. There is an episode of Aloha. There's yeah. the famous Homesman review that has never seen the light of day. Um, <laughs> there is one involving Chris Hemsworth, which may or may not see the light of day. We'll find out at some point. But this one gives me hope that, like, you know, resurrections are possible, right? It's never too late. Yep.
0: Yeah. I mean, to to kind of pull back the curtain and reveal the sausage making and, and whatnot, um, essentially when we do festival runs, Steven and I record a shit ton of episodes in a row. And for the most part, like, you know, I'll try to just marathon those and do like daily releases. Um, But with the SF film stuff, um, for whatever reason, that year with the programming, a lot of those films were coming out within the weeks following when we got to see the film. So it wasn't like a, a total, um, thing where we were seeing it months in advance. It was like maybe two weeks in advance, three weeks, maybe one month in advance. So some of those started to get spread out. And we were also seeing a bunch of other films, um, you know, shortly after that. So uh, it was one of those things. We just started holding episodes till the official release date for that film. And then we drop into the feed, our SF film review. Um, this time, it just, we, we missed that window. It didn't work out. Um, but... Uh, this weekend, we hadn't picked anything, um, specific to review. I know a lot of people are probably reviewing Capone, um, which I don't think a lot of people are liking. Um, oh, yeah. but, yeah. um, but we kind of just took a break this week and we decided we'd gather to film or film to record a new intro to this. So Steven, did you revisit the death of Dick Long?
1: I did not, but I did revisit the raw audio of our original review of The Death of Dick Long. And it brought me the same joy that uh, the movie did originally. I mean, I, and you loved it more than me. I mean, you're the one who, spoilers, you put it in your top 10 of the year list last year. So you yeah. you had a lot of love uh, for, I, I, for Dick Long.
0: I, I literally put it in my top
1: 10. <laughs> yep. I remembered what I loved about it. I do think between this and Swiss Army Man... There are, the Daniels have some tricks up their sleeve, and without spoiling anything, I do think that this is a journey worth going on.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, there was one interesting thing that I thought about while watching this um, re- rewatch, because I, I did revisit yesterday. I started with the commentary on... But as the plot starts to sort of thicken in the film, I jettisoned the commentary because I wanted to get back to like the actual dialogue that was spoken in these scenes where characters are talking about it, because I think this film is really, really good. Like I, I was telling my girlfriend that, you know, at surface level, this film is some bubbling idiots from Alabama getting themselves in way over their head. Um... But they have some incredibly nuanced performances in this where, like, it takes a lot of acting chops to have that sort of, like, run of the consciousness of your brain stuttering as you kind of, like, it's not an easy thing to deliver the authenticity of somebody who is just... Kind of forcing their way through, almost getting caught in situations and stuff. I, I don't know. Right. I, I feel re- like the
1: the actor who played Earl must have been in method for like months, building up <laughs> to this movie just to, <laughs> just to get the behavior right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it was really fun. Um, I hope people enjoy it. The the other thought that I really had about it that was kind of interesting is, and I, I this is a stupid thought considering we're talking about this a year after we saw it. Um, but oh i i really wish people could watch this in groups <laughs> um mm. because i think it's the type of movie where there is it it's it's humorous but part of the humor part of the humorousness of it is that a word uh, <laughs> i think humor is the word i would go for <laughs> yeah part of the humor of this film is that squirmy nature of what is happening and 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 yeah. watching and feeling the people around you react to what you're reacting to it's just right. it, it's a it, very
1: communal movie i think yeah
0: yeah so it is sad that any listeners now who decide to go back and watch this will likely be watching it in groups of one or two <laughs> um but it's totally worth the the visit and uh in a moment you'll hear why we think it is worth the visit
1: Yeah, watch it with any companion you might have, you know, man, woman, other, all of them (laughs) will enjoy this movie together with you.
0: Yeah, Um, so uh, without further ado, I think we're going to get into this episode officially. So the way this is going to work is we are going to play the trailer right now for The Death of Dick Long. And when that trailer ends, we're just going to drop you right in to the point where the trailer would have played. However, at the time we recorded it there wasn't a trailer, so you might get some references to the fact that there is no trailer, but you will have just listened to it. But yeah, from here on out, you'll be listening to the real original episode in its entirety. So, uh, hope you enjoy and uh hope you like this lost episode. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. You know, motherfuckers wanna get weird? Damn, dude. How you doing back there, Dick? Uh, oh. Oh, fuck, 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 fucking close enough. You know I normally don't call y'all about minor shit.
1: This is a big deal,
0: I get it. It's a whole nother ball game. More. Did you hear about the murders? Huh? Someone dropped this guy off from the ER. Literally, brutally, murdered. Murderer? Who the fuck's murder? We're the fucking murderer! Yes, we got a little carried away last night. Once I had a secret love. You know what, dude? What are they doing? in Pulp Fiction? Call Anthony Kiedis. No, you think of hardly quite tell Anthony Kiedis is a dude from Red Hot Show. Shut the fuck up. Last night. Yeah, I mean, for like, I mean, not really. I mean, yeah, but like just for like a little while. I left early. He didn't come home. Even the S has hit the fan. What the S? I don't know what you're spelling, dude. Um, excuse me,
1: police lady?
0: Dick's dead. What?
1: Dick is short for Richard? Oh, yeah. He fell on a table saw. He got shot by a hunter.
0: Alcohol poison. Ah!
1: How did he die? Zeke, tell me the truth. And my secret love's no
0: secret
1: anymore. Are you joking? So... Did they even play a clip of this in the highlight reel going in? Or did we both go in uh, just knowing Daniel Scheinart of the Daniels was the director that, sold?
0: That was all that we knew. Uh-huh. I, I'll be 100% honest. When I was flipping through the catalog, um, when I finally got one, uh, I was like, I don't know what The Death of Dick Long is, but I'm definitely not going to watch that movie. It seems ridiculous, and I just mm-hmm. passed it. It wasn't until the panel when they were saying, like, oh, and also we have this film from, from one half of the Daniels. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I need to put that on my list because I'm going to see it. Um, long-time listeners of the show know that Swiss Army Man was my favorite film of the year that that came out. Um, huge fan of that, and I was like, yes, I have to see what is up next for one half of this pair. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that... Answers your question? (laughs) (laughs) I I I forgot that we don't have a trailer to listen to again. Um but yeah, so basically the death of Dick Long is essentially um the story of a group of friends and one night while they're getting weird, um uh one go weird. (laughs) Something happens to one of them, and they uh drop him off at the hospital, and unfortunately he passes away, and it's sort of the two remaining buddies trying to deal with the events of what happened um, and kind of figuring out how they're going to uh, hide from everyone that they know who mm-hmm. also knows this other friend, too. Um, and it's short of the shenanigans that they get into in Alabama somewhere where they're from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Stephen Miller, what did you think of The Death of Dick Long?
1: I think this is a flawed movie, and I fucking love it. <laughs> 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 I, I, I have so much... Fun with this movie so i was trying to think about like what is it that uh i i guess i can only speak to daniel shiner but but let's say the daniel yeah what what, what does the daniel do because i've seen <laughs> well, two
0: <laughs> so if i could, before before I, I don't know if this is going to step what we are going to say but when we reviewed swiss army man
1: mm-hmm.
0: i made some statement to the form of it may be completely on accident mm-hmm. they may have accidentally made an incredibly profound film about what it means to be alive and to appreciate the life that you have, or they could have been just trying to make fart jokes and accidentally made a film that I read as really, really profound statements on the meaning of being alive. Mm -hmm. Um, This film kind of shows that at least half of it was just trying to make fart jokes. (laughs) Mm. Maybe, yeah. So what I
1: I was going to say is the thing that those two have in common, now that I have two points, I'm going to pretend to draw a line that (laughs) explains everything about this director. Um, If I can try to trace a line from these two movies, it's the idea of taking what should be the punchline of a joke and instead of having it at the end where a punchline goes, putting it somewhere else in the movie and then making everyone take it really fucking seriously and just seeing what happens, right? Yeah. In Swiss Army Man, the punchline is, Daniel Radcliffe is a farting corpse, right? Yeah. But that punchline happens at the very beginning of the movie, and the whole rest of the movie, after the laughing wears off, is like, uh, uh, okay, um, so what are we going to do now, right? <laughs> and, yeah. and it becomes about the reality of how would uh, how would Paul Dano's character deal with this new information. Um, this movie... We're going to have to go into spoilers to talk about uh, for some parts, at least. But suffice it to say, there is a mystery of why their friend died. And yet the like the funny idea of this movie is like, what if a bunch of guys from the South who are kind of bumbling had to cover up a quote crime you know we we don't know what it is but had to yeah. cover something up
0: something that ended poorly for somebody
1: yeah but in instead of i wouldn't even call it like a black comedy in the coen brothers sense it's more like we're going to take this thing they're going to be bumbling it's going to be funny But we are going to wrench it for character drama and just be like, okay, now you have to live in real time with them over the next day as they try to cover up their tracks and (laughs) account for what has happened. Um, And I just thought that was really, really well done. When I say flawed, I mean, because I think there's a moment kind of in the middle. The middle of this movie could be trimmed by like 10 minutes and you wouldn't lose anything like it. It overstays its welcome a little bit, I think, in the mid part. But the the character beats are just so specific and great to me. Like, somebody in the Q&A mentioned Logan Lucky. And I think that's a good uh, comparison because it's a a movie that is definitely making light of Southern behavior. But it is not, like, laughing at them from a distance. It's, like, an in-joke. And it feels like a really loving portrait. And I felt that here. Like, all of these characters feel like people I've met before, and I don't even live in the South. Like Earl, <laughs> we all have met an Earl, right? Like Earl in San Diego probably works we, at a surf shop now. Or, or We like, know
0: Earl is Spence.
1: Yeah, yeah, Earl is Spence. Uh, the California Earl, like, rides dirt bikes in the desert every other the weekend. California Earl? <laughs> That's like some royal dudes. <laughs> oh, I am the Earl of Soma. <laughs> um but, but but anyway he's like he he's a very specific kind of character where he's like a bit of a fuck up but he kind of means well but he also his sentences like always tumble off without ending or getting anywhere <laughs> um, and then you you have Zeke is the more family man who looked like the lead singer of Switchfoot to me but anyway he <laughs> he he's the more kind of like all right, I've got my shit together. I've got to, like, lead the group and be responsible. He has a younger daughter. He has a wife. He's trying to hide things from them, and he's doing a terrible job. Every part of his plan goes wrong. Um, you have... Th- there's kind of, like, the the buddy cops in this movie, but instead of being the traditional, like, two male cops who, like, drink whiskey and stuff, it's uh two, two female cops, one of whom is Sarah Baker, uh, drinking Malibu and pineapple juice. And it's just a... <laughs> Like it could it could be seen if it didn't handle it correctly as being just a kind of like we are gonna make fun of rednecks right and yeah. call it a day. But it it takes it seriously enough that I thought it was like really really nice <laughs> and I I liked it a lot and like it it kind of opens up like what would you do in this circumstance like think about how terrifying this would be to this guy and I don't know. we'll have to talk about the rest in spoilers but I I was really really glad that I saw this movie I I had a lot of fun with it.
0: Yeah, like, I, I I, thought it was really good yeah. um, in a way that I I, I didn't know what to expect. I was just hoping against hope that uh, it was going to be fun and interesting. But I thought it was really, really good. Um, you, you said that you don't think it's quite Coen brothers but the whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, this is Hillbilly Fargo, like, mm. 100%. Sure, like, okay, I get it. And, and one of the things that I, I like about this even more than in something like Fargo, and, like, just for the record before so people know that contextually, I actually am a bigger fan of the Fargo show um, than the film, um, especially season one. I just really like how stretched out it is and everything. Anyways, not really important. I just wanted to give some context for things. But I think in those stories, there is like an initial accident and the people get in trouble because they're trying to cover up something that technically wasn't 100 percent their fault in the first place and if Mm -hmm. they would have just dealt with it at the time it wouldn't be that crazy this takes that and flips it on his head because there is no context for which they could get away by just immediately turning themselves in and everybody would be fine right Mm -hmm. (laughs) this isn't just like i accidentally hit somebody with my car that's tragic involuntary manslaughter we're cool (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is like a thing that part of the fear is not just the normal I'm in trouble with the law. It's something else, which we'll get to. Um, yeah.
1: Well, and it's also this is my friend, right? Like, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, this is our friend. We know his wife. Are their wives are like friends with each other? Like, he's in our community. How do I like engage this in a way where people aren't gonna hate me? <laughs>
0: yeah Yeah, and and like you could like you could see this you could see a similar story taking place where these these guys are drunk Shooting at cans and then the next-door neighbor walked by and then got sh- shot by a stray bullet mm-hmm. and then they're like Oh shit, what do we do? We're gonna be in trouble for murder. Let's get rid of the body um, you could do a story like that and it would have some of the same humor beats, but I think that there is this this through line in this film, especially because you don't really know what actually happened. You just see how they respond to it. And I feel that like they are so earnestly meaning well in everything that they do and just scared. And because like it's not just that they're simple folk. It's that they're actually kind of like heartwarming in a little bit and like they're dealing with their own things. And like I I just I just found it incredibly funny there was this heightened level of stuff, and as you said, yeah, there are there are funny things that are revealed later that are delivered in such a deadpan way mm-hmm. that like you're almost in tears the way the characters yeah. are, <laughs> where like if I told you what it was, which we'll tell you in spoilers, you would just be like, how is this even serious? Right? <laughs> but, but like it, it's it's yeah, it, it just I I think it it knows exactly what it's doing the whole time and it's completely in control, but it's about characters that are not in control of anything. And mm-hmm. it just, it, it, it straddles that line between being serious and being just absurd and it does it perfectly. Um, okay. And I, I think, yeah, I, I just, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I think it's gonna be funny. It's gonna be incredibly funny if we get to the end of this film festival and people ask me what was my favorite thing that I saw and I say it was the death of Dick Long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah um and, and like in that feeling of being in control and the the movie knowing what to do i think a big part of that is like the score and soundtrack again like not quite to the heights of swiss army man but this is a movie that like knows its mu- music cues and it plays them for full effect like yeah there's a um there's a montage toward the end of this movie that again after everything you've learned like fargo wouldn't end that way right that, that's yeah. why i'm saying like this isn't I I hear you. Plot wise, it's very Coen-y, but the difference is the Coens kind of have a like a nihilism to the bleak comedy, which I I don't know. Like like of course you're still rooting for like the main character because she's warm hearted and stuff in that movie. But yeah, but this is a movie that is like wrenching it for actual drama. And this this montage toward the end, I almost had forgotten that what I just seen was like basically a drawn out mystery where I wasn't supposed to know what had happened. I, I was feeling yeah. like I had just watched like an <laughs> episode of Parenthood or something. I was like, Oh, I feel for all these characters and where they wound up in life. Um, I, like, like I, it, it pulls a really interesting trick on you where you like, you feel it, it mines you for emotion, even when like, it doesn't feel deserved if you were to just write on paper what the movie was about. Yeah. Um, and, and I like that. I also like the, the different things – so so there's a thing that I really liked that uh, Daniel Scheinert said during the Q&A where people asked kind of why did you make this movie and how did you thread the needle between like gently making fun of a place versus punching down to it. And what he said is a big frustrating paradox about the South is everybody's favorite thing to do is to gossip about – did you hear what so-and-so did? So, like, the worst possible thing that any Southerner has done becomes what everybody loves to talk about and elevate and bring into the discourse. And then it gets big enough that the outside world sees it and goes like, ha-ha, fucking rednecks, everybody does that. Um, And this movie is kind of like, it's like highlighting little... Absurd things that people do, like somebody is mowing their lawn
0: with a lawnmower on <laughs> it's a rope on the side of a hill, and rather than walk the lawnmower down and up the hill, they just like extend it down with a rope and pull it back up. Yeah,
1: like, like there are little things like that where it's it's making fun of eccentric things, but it's never saying this is how all people are, right? Like you, you get a pretty surprising variety of people who are all southern and living in Alabama, right? You get like the. The lesbian police officer and you get the there's the she's indian or pakistani probably is earl's friend when when she had a southern accent i was like oh yeah that's right it isn't only like a bunch of white dudes who live here (laughs) like there actually is some diversity everywhere you go and uh, it was just interesting seeing a kind of full full picture of southern life through the prism of this big unknown mystery that we will talk about in spoilers
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, it's it's been a quick episode so far, but we can definitely um, kind of wrap up and then get into spoilers. Um, so for now, let's do verdicts. Uh, Stephen Miller, if you're going to give us a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: About halfway through the movie, I was at recommend with a caveat, and then it it upswung into a must-see. <laughs> um, I just think this this executes really, really well on what it's doing, and it's just like the perfect movie to stumble into at a like late night festival showing and just start to laugh your ass off and then also feel actual feelings at the same time.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, it's a must see for me. There's definitely like a sort of floating caveat in there in, in that, like some people will not appreciate this Mm. movie. Um, Some like I can just see people not being on board with it once all is said and done um but i think most people should be able to get past that and just have a good time with mm-hmm. it um but yeah for me must see
1: yep nice
0: um yeah so uh before we get to spoilers steven miller people want to find you that the week where can they do that
1: uh, they can go to twitter.com slash s david miller or s david
0: People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at SpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so in Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning, Facebook.com slash warning, or Instagram.com slash warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for, the, for this episode will come from probably just that jingle. To uh, SF film and wait, uh,
1: you're not going to use Nickelback.
0: <laughs> you gotta
1: use fucking Nickelback. I'm not going to tell them why, but you have to use it. All right, fine. <laughs> I want us to get banned on YouTube again.
0: <laughs> that one, they were like, you know what? They can just have it. <laughs>
1: we're gonna get get banned for having like harmful
0: audio in this. But yeah, so th- th- it'll come from Nickelback um, in some form. <laughs> Should we just record a cover of it? Sure, why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is never playing. made
1: it as. Wait, fuck. Never <laughs> made it. A, fuck.
0: <laughs> so that music is playing right now, um, and uh, if you stick with us, we'll be back in spoilers to tell you some crazy shit. Um, but uh, yeah, music's gonna fade up when it fades out. We'll be in spoiler territory, so watch out. All right, so we are back. This is spoiler territory. It's the after part of our review of The Death of Dick Long. This is going to be full-blown spoilers, so you better watch out um, because we're going to be coming at you like a horse. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. So, the big reveal, Daniel Scheidart made a movie about someone with an unhealthy erotic fixation on a horse, and it's not the one starring Daniel Radcliffe. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Hashtag Equus.
0: But, yeah, so essentially... What we find out at the end of this film is that that night they got weird. Um, They decided to get weird with the horse that the family Mm -hmm. owns. And uh, their friend died due to hemorrhaging inside of his rectum from being... Getting fucked by a horse. (laughs) Getting fucked by a horse. Or as the direct quote from the film is, he got fucked to death.
1: (laughs) (laughs) any old cowboy can fuck a horse, but it takes a cow man <laughs> to get fucked by a horse.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, there, there was um, in the scene where uh, Zeke is talking to his wife and trying to to like get the nerve to explain what happened. Um, <laughs> the wife was like, "You mean, you mean, you mean he was riding on the horse?" And the guy next to me goes, the horse was riding on him.
1: <laughs> and and so that – okay, so this reveal happens. The interesting thing is like I, I felt almost bad even referring to the joke or the punchline of this movie because you don't – you know that it's kind of funny, but you don't know that the reveal of how he died is going to be funny, right? That yeah. We don't know anything about it. And the movie to its credit
0: <laughs> – Let's be honest. It's not funny. It's deadly serious. Yes, yeah, the, the movie
1: to its credit waits – Two thirds of the way through before giving it to us. Um, and we get clues like they find semen in, well, <laughs> in yeah, the body. So,
0: yeah, so that's the thing is that what we know is he was dropped off at the hospital and bleeding out of his ass. Um, mm-hmm. At one point, before the actual review reveal, the uh, Zeke tries to make a statement like, oh, he fell on a saw blade or something like that. And they're like, well, what, what was he doing on a saw blade or whatever, right? So th- there are moments where like, we don't know what's happening on. As you said, th- an autopsy takes place. And the guy's like explaining other situations in which there was been like bad rectal injury and how he saved a person and how yeah. like this person was like beyond saving. It was so bad. And you're like, what the fuck happened? And they start talking about semen in his anus. And then they're like, well, you know what? We we did a test and <laughs> that's... <laughs> it's not human semen. It's mm. like, what the fuck? Um, and it, it is just like a slow reveal. And before it's that, it's just the cops being like, man, these guys are perverts or something, yeah. right? Like, so it, it's it's sort of disguising it in what would be not very weird and exciting circumstances yeah and then slowly you're finding more and more information that makes it weirder and weirder and weirder Mm -hmm. until it's finally revealed by actually just stating it verbatim yeah he got fucked to death by a horse Yeah, (laughs) zeke telling his wife in that moment like
1: it is very funny of course uh, when it when it happens and in that moment i i had a brief feeling of like god no movie you're gonna do this like now it's just gonna be hokey the rest of the way like you were i was really vibing with this character and now you're just gonna make it be a goofball thing and that it manages to take it back again it's like yeah like it settles on his wife around the same like time it settles on us and she kind of like i feel like there are moments where she's like stifling a laugh while she's also like deeply upset and like that just kind of like tips into being upset and from then on it's like a a drama again about like how do we hide this? Like how do how do we tell his wife? Like how do we how do we tell anybody? And And it's just just,
0: And that's the funny thing too is like there there are just little running jokes that seem like dumb throwaway like hillbilly jokes like they're having that conversation about whether ted is short for theodore or ted is short for whatever the other one Mm -hmm. edward um and uh they're like having like and it doesn't mean anything but then you start to realize that like everybody's confused about what nicknames are and then nobody knows that richard and dick are the same and like there's these things just staring you at in your face that like this is what fucking happened just put it together and you're waiting Mm -hmm. for them like huh that's weird it's like wait You gave me your friend's wallet without his light. Why wouldn't you just... Like, there's all these moments where, like, everybody... And then you have, like, the daughter, who is just an innocent little kid, Mm -hmm. who happened to be stuck in this weird situation, and, like... (laughs) My like one of my favorite parts in the film is when uh, <laughs> the daughter's like, "Did I just get Daddy in trouble?" <laughs> and the mom's like, "No." And he's just like, "Yeah, you got Daddy in trouble." <laughs>
1: it's, just, it's so I, I, I love the depiction of parenthood in this movie too, because you really get the feeling of how. And I get that this is true in any movie about parenthood. Blah 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 of like it's just people fucking trying their best who suddenly have a kid they have to deal with right yeah. and like the zeke doesn't know how to handle his own life and he's trying to like be gentle and shield his daughter from what's going on but like blood she, she gets like covered in blood and she's <laughs> there's all these things that the mom is from
0: his friend's rectum and then the, is... the, the, the
1: mom <laughs> i hadn't thought about that um <laughs> the The mom also, she's like, my anus <laughs> She's yelling, like she's really mad at Zeke, and they're having arguments. And then there's like a moment when, like, her daughter kind of walks up and has heard them like yelling, and she's just kind of like, oh, "Fuck!" Like, like there, they are just these things of parenthood being yeah. like, "Fuck!" And now also, I have to do this. Yeah, um, I don't. I, I thought it was like the way it plays out, like with the long conversation with them and the police officer is like i think like very masterfully built together like where it's just everything collides and now all of a sudden you're stuck in just this terribly
0: awkward conversation the running joke of him pretending to like coffee (laughs) but (laughs) apparently he's never drinking coffee in his life (laughs) because just like oh let me get and
1: then no nobody like because there's so much politeness and like small talk taking place, like there there's like long stretches of time where the police officer is alone with Dick Long's wife, and like she manages to ask like, "What does your husband do? How do you know these people?" Without ever asking like, "Who are you?" Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, I I just thought it was super well done. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. And, I, and
0: and you have like the running the other running gag of how Dick Long's wife is is scared that Dick Long is. Is cheating on her, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, there's another woman, isn't there?" He's like, "No, there's another fucking horse," <laughs> and, <it's, laughs> and like, and j- just like in their in their relationship fights, where he where uh, Zeke is just like, "Just just because I like to get weird with the horse doesn't mean I never loved you," mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like, it's. But like, <laughs> it, I don't
1: understand too. Like the movie leaves it vague. Like that was the first time anyone tried being mounted by the horse. No, whatever. They or definitely.
0: There. Because like he because he makes that joke about how like just because he's into that sort of thing doesn't mean that he's because he says I was into this way before no I no met no you. no right
1: so so in general so I know they've been doing sexual things with the horse but yeah. he says this time was different like this they'd never done <laughs> this that. time was different well he like said they'd never done his quite
0: friend just
1: got destroyed. yeah well, he was saying they'd never done quite that before so I was wondering like do they normally like jerk off the horse or <laughs> I don't I don't know. We wouldn't know if they we let his like shirtless scene with the horse go on longer, but <laughs>
0: uh,
1: yeah, yeah, what a fucking
0: movie! <laughs> it's definitely unlike anything that you'll probably <laughs> see <laughs> anywhere else. I I I really enjoyed it. I, I do. I, I it was a really fun Q and A too because I think mm. some of the Q and As at festivals are very over serious and people are. You know, they want to ask the question to show that they're really knowledgeable about whatever. Um, or they're like, I am an aspiring filmmaker. Uh, how would you suggest I make a horse fucking movie? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this was just a bunch of people that were totally vibing on the film. Asking, like, a lot of people were like, you know, I, I'm from Appalachia. <laughs> this is, like, very, very cool that you told the story. And, I, I like, I, I had fun with it. Um, and I, I just really liked them talking about, like, how the writer had the idea for this film like 10 years ago and it was the one out of everything that he pitched to people they were like don't make that movie (laughs) and this is the one that we're getting to see at this festival festival. um i'm glad it got made yeah Yeah, me
1: too now do you think he's gonna pigeonhole himself as the the guy that makes movies about fucking horses
0: (laughs) um don't know (laughs) cool all right. Well, uh, I think we're going to take off and talk about a more serious film. Mm-hmm. Um, also, pretty lighthearted, yeah. but uh, definitely no horse fucking mm-hmm. in that documentary. Yeah. Never made it as a wise man. Couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. All right. running like a blind man. Yeah. Like, like a sight without saying so. Feeling. This This is is how how you remind me. me. It's coming, dude.